presented by Amway. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Deputy Editor Zach Stanton. It is Friday, November 3rd, and here's what's driving the day. In New Hampshire, Nikki Haley, whose campaign seems to be having something of a moment, held town halls yesterday, and in itself, that is not surprising. But what was interesting was someone who was in attendance and something they said, and this someone was Governor Chris Sununu. Haley made a point of asking Sununu, are you ready to endorse me yet? You know, sort of playful. Sununu, who is a leading non-Trump figure in the GOP and someone whose endorsement could effectively seal the deal for a candidate looking to consolidate the non-Trump vote in the New Hampshire primary, responded by saying, getting closer every day. That's probably not the news Ron DeSantis wanted to hear, but it's something that you should pay attention to. In New York last night, a federal jury found Sam Bankman-Fried, the one-time cryptocurrency king of the FTX empire, guilty on seven criminal counts of fraud and conspiracy. On this one, we're watching to see how the government responds, both in the SEC, which has brought more than two dozen crypto suits since FTX collapsed, as our Declan Hardy notes, and may be emboldened to bring more, and in Congress, where there might now be a renewed sense of vigor when it comes to regulating crypto. But far and away, the biggest story in D.C. right now is the Republican-backed $14.3 billion Israel aid bill that passed the House yesterday and is now headed nowhere in the Senate. And it's headed nowhere for largely two reasons. The first is about something that is in the bill, which is the way House Republicans are paying for it by cutting funding for the IRS, uh, cuts that the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office say would actually add almost $27 billion to the federal deficit over the next decade. And the second reason is something that isn't in the bill, which is aid for Ukraine. That's a must-have, both for Senate Democrats and for the White House. And now Democrats are gearing up for some potentially painful compromises in order to secure that aid for Ukraine. Joining me to discuss what the Biden administration may be willing to offer in exchange for movement on funding for Ukraine is White House reporter Maya Ward. Good morning, Maya. Good morning. So you've reported that top Biden administration officials have begun preparing Democratic lawmakers and immigration policy advocates for the likelihood that they'll have to swallow compromises in order to pass the president's national security funding request, a.k.a. money for Ukraine. So what is the trade-off that they're suggesting might be in the works here? Yeah, so I'll start by saying talks are very, very early here. We don't even know what Republicans are going to want in terms of border policy changes. But in these conversations with lawmakers and advocates, people really close to this issue, administration officials are expressing a willingness to consider changes to asylum law as a means for getting this Ukraine money that you're talking about across the finish line as Republicans, you know, are really hanging this funding on border policy changes. And so now this is where it gets a little bit wonky, but the specific change that keeps coming up, according to the people I've talked to, is a change to the credible fear standard. So what that means is when a migrant is subject to expedited removal at the border, they're put through this credible fear process. And so right now, they're required by law to show a significant possibility of credible fear, you know, of persecution, torture, or fear of returning to their country. 
And so a tweak to that language in the law could, in theory, mean fewer migrants hitting that credible fear threshold and then therefore more migrants being denied the opportunity to apply for asylum in the first place. So uh, what has the reaction been like to that? You know, this seems like an issue area where, you know, Democrats were irate at the direction of policy on immigration and asylum under the Trump administration. And this, you know, continues to be somewhat of a third rail. So how is this potential uh, compromise being received? This has been an issue, you know, for the past three years with President Biden in particular, because not only is he facing pressure, you know, on the Republican side, but he has all of this pressure as well on the Democratic side, you know, to uphold his promises for when he ran for president um, on immigration. Sure, of course. And so specifically on this, we're going to have to wait to really get that reaction from other Democrats and immigration advocacy groups, because we don't know exactly what Republicans are going to ask for here. And until we know that, we're not going to see that deal making really kick into gear on the Hill among Democrats and then also those White House and administration officials we've been talking about. But I do think one early tension point to keep an eye on here is, you know, in addition to these asylum law changes, will the White House also push to secure progress on something like DACA? You know, if they don't, you're going to have a lot of anger in the immigration advocacy space and likely among some Democrats as well. So uh, as you note there, you know, this seems like there is pretty substantial political risk here for the White House. So I'm curious what the calculation is. Like, why is why is this worth it to them? What is it about money for Ukraine that makes it worth this sort of potential political blowback? We'll have to see how the politics of all of this plays out. But I think the stakes here with funding for Israel and Ukraine is, I mean, at an all-time high. It's urgent. And Republicans are using this moment to get something that they want and forcing the White House to balance competing priorities here. And whether that's worth it, I think, depends on who you ask. Uh, And something I think kind of speaks to this moment we're in. You know, I saw a quote from Senator Cornyn today who said something like, if I were Biden, I'd say Republicans made me do this and it would help him deal with one of his political, one of his biggest political liabilities, the southern border. And now what Cornyn means when he says this, you know, in terms of a border policy change is yet to be seen. But I I found that really interesting. That is interesting. Well, Maya, thanks so much. It's a really interesting piece. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. And for your schedule today, the Senate is out, the House is in, and in the morning, President Biden will host a White House meeting of leaders from throughout the Western Hemisphere for the inaugural America's Partnership for Economic Prosperity Leaders Summit. How's that for a name? And in the afternoon, he will travel to Lewiston, Maine, to visit with families that were impacted by the mass shooting that left 18 dead there last week. This weekend, be sure to try and get some rest. Clocks will roll back an hour on Sunday morning, which means the sun will be setting an hour earlier than you're used to. And next week is going to be a busy one in politics. Uh, Trump is testifying on Monday in his civil fraud case in New York. There are a slate of elections on Tuesday. Be sure to watch the abortion referendum in Ohio, the state legislative elections in Virginia, and the gubernatorial elections in Kentucky and Mississippi. And then on Wednesday, we have the Republican presidential debate. So it's going to be quite a news-soaked week ahead. 
We'll be back on Monday to take you through all of it. And until then, I'm Zach Stanton, and thanks for listening. In a corporate landscape where companies are racing to embrace traceability, Amway stands apart. While many brands only trace one part of product creation, such as key ingredient origins, Amway leaders have made the decision to publicly trace the full life of the company's products, from idea to formation, to manufacturing to packaging. In essence, Amway is letting the consumer become the company insider, with an unvarnished look at its manufacturing process. Learn more at weareamway.com.